I'm sure you could. Dude, it would be cool if nothing else than to just do a video about it. True. I mean, that would be really cool. People love that shit. You know what? That's actually a good. That's a good point, actually, Sonny. Well, I told you I drop knowledge on a regular basis. Uh, Shit. (laughs) Keep inflating that head. (laughs) It's big enough as it is. Come on. Get get some of this air out of here. Right, is it a, just us three, or is is Chris joining in? Chris is here too. I'm in a Awesome. I'm in okay. A no, no, there's no do no, or I, do not, and you no, will I do. Know. So it's all good. So there is try. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <I was> a, <laughs> I'm a trier. All right. What the hell, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, what's our question going to be? What do y'all think? Or do you already have a question? Oh, I've got a question. Well, oh, okay, good. good. I got yeah, a question for this one. Um, yeah, no, that's kind of the theory that Christy and I have when it comes to, like, you know, trying new things to cook or whatever. It's like, you know, we're always like, well, I hope this turned out decent. And I'm like, if it doesn't, there's always Jack in the Box. Like, You're listening to the Epically Geeky Show. A place for all things geeky. Welcome out to the Epically Geeky Show, episode number 41. I am your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Tonight's opening question is, uh, which would you prefer to watch, Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th, Cyrus Martin? Uh, are we talking about part one of each? Um, we're going to, you know what, I'm going to let you pull any one of them. Oh. Any okay. one of them. Okay, so Freddy versus Jason is out of the question, right? Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's going to be the only one we're going to disqualify. Just, Damn it! Damn, just no because fair. that would technically be both. That was my uh, answer. Yeah, it was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, I watched Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. Which one was that one? I don't remember. The Dream Warriors. The Dream Warriors, okay. The big one, the big Hollywood the thing that changed horror movies for the 80s. I mean, huge. Made Robert England a household name. Yeah, that was that. I think that was probably the epitome of the 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 nightmare movies. Although that first one was, that first one was really good. No, it was. See, the first two were legit horror movies, but the third one changed horror movies. It changed all horror movies and made them into this Hollywood spectacle. I mean, the advertising. I can still remember the TV ads they ran for. Not right on Elm Street 3, where they were going around interviewing people at the movie theaters as they came out talking about what they thought about the movie and like, oh shit, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, it, it changed horror movies. They they had Robert England on Good Morning America, like he was being interviewed with clips from his from Not Run Elm Street. It was that big. They changed. I'm telling you, Not Run Elm Street 3. Good pick. Uh, Ray, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th? I just like the story behind Nightmare on Elm Street better. Uh, like, yeah. Jason's cool and all, and yeah, he, okay, he comes out of the lake and stuff, but then they send him to space and stuff. And, <laughs> so, you know, give, give me the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Gotcha. Uh, Chris, what would you say? That I haven't seen any of them. Really? You haven't seen any of them? No, and I don't want to. So I pick none. <laughs> I've never seen them. I, I only know of them because of like little snippets from pop culture videos or their posters, but I've never, I don't 
I don't like horror movies. I would say uh, I, let me go ahead and give my answer, and then and, and then because it kind of plays into that. Um, I, I never have been a big horror movie guy, even growing up. Um, I have seen several of them here and there. I've actually seen more um, Friday the Thirteenth movies. Um, unfortunately, we had a babysitter that showed it to us when, like, when we were really young and like really messed my brother and me up. Um, but uh, and then I remember as a I was either in middle school or high school and I was sleeping over a friend's house and they had HBO and um, Jason takes Manhattan was on. And I remember laughing my ass off at that movie. It was so <laughs> bad. Yeah. Um, that being said, as an adult, I went back and watched uh, a, a couple of them here and there. And um, I went back and watched the original nightmare on Elm street. And um yeah, not really scary at all being an adult. And of course, you know, 20, 30 years removed. But, um, the special effects is what, is what was really interesting to me on that. Like, I literally was going, like, I was looking up, how the hell did they do this scene? And, and so on and so forth. So, um, I, from a filmmaking aspect, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street all the way, but just from the character as well, like Freddy's always been more interesting to me anyway. So yeah. uh, I would go Nightmare on Elm Street anyway, but that's what I was going to say. If if you're even slightly interested in like how they kind of make stuff, um, I would suggest even going, I would go back and watch at least the first Nightmare on Elm Street because watching the, the special effects, the the scene where the, um, uh, the, the, the blood is like just like, pouring and gushing out of the bed and like, you know, shooting up and hitting the, the ceiling. Yeah. I sat there watching that and I thought, how the hell did they do that back in the day? So I looked it up and they literally built that entire room, flipped it upside down and basically built like a small pool with red water on it. And then like, like basically just opened it up and let it gush down. And of course, you know, had the camera upside down. That's how they did that shot. And I'm like, that's the only way that would make sense because I was like, you know, with no computer effects back then, it's like, it was yeah. mind blowing to me. The fact that they went through all of that to get that shot, but they did. So back then you gotta, you gotta give them credit. They had some badass visuals on that first night on Elm street. Oh yeah. Especially for, uh, like I said, not, not being able to do any, you know, cause nowadays it's like, okay, well it's either, it's most likely computer generated, but you know, back then when there wasn't a possibility, it was like, well, how the hell did they figure to do that out? So what I love about that first one is the eeriness of everything, how they, they, you know, whenever they would, she would go into the dream or whatever and they would just slow things down and it would have that weird echoey noise and people like would talk and it would be Freddie in, you know, but he was weird and strange. He wasn't like, just like, you know, like he became later, he became like a comic book super villain. Yeah. But like, you know, in the first two, not run down streets, especially the first one, he was strange and freaky and mysterious and scary. And he in was, the intro and in the, the intro credits introduced as Fred. Fred, Fred Krueger. Yeah. <laughs> not Freddy. Fred. Yeah. Which and, I'm like, Fred's not as scary. <laughs> and his voice was different. That's the other thing. The first two, uh, Not Run Elm Streets, his voice was like this. You are Freddy Krueger. And then later on, it was just Robert England. A little bit slowed down with a little bit of distortion. But 
in those first two movies, his voice was like very different. Like his, they didn't show detail in his face. Like they kept him real mysterious. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, man, but some of those visuals like you're talking about, remember the scene where she's laying in bed and like he starts coming through the wall and it's like bending the wall out and they, they I'm not, really. I'm not upset that I didn't watch any of this stuff. This <laughs> well, like I said, watching it as an adult and, and you know, uh, and especially ex- experiencing it like, you know, taking it apart, you know, from like a film, you know. Of course, you know, Cy and I, you know, studied this stuff or whatever, but, you know, it, that, it's, it's interesting. It's just like, wow, how the hell did they do that? Yeah. So, yeah. There's some creepy stuff, man. When she's in the bathtub and he comes out of the water and drags her down and like you can see like the top of the bathtub through the water and it's like she's in this infinite blackness of water with this hole of light up in the the top. You, yeah, I don't remember how they did that. See, like I said, yeah. I went like looked up like the making of that movie afterwards because it was it intrigued me so much. I was like, yeah, what? Yeah. Yeah, a lot better. I, I, I got to say, Nine on Elm Street is way better than Friday the 13th. I'm sorry. Yeah, because the Friday the 13th, you know what? Just, yeah, now that we're talking about even more, like, the 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 kills are definitely more inventive. Because, I mean, basically in the Jason movies, it's like, okay, well, you're going to get stabbed or, well, pretty much you're going to get stabbed. It's just going to be, what are you going to get stabbed with and where? Yeah, it's teenagers fucking all the time, and then they get killed while they're doing it. And it's supposed to be, like... A moral, you know, I don't know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street was was like sadistic, you know. It was. Yeah. Well, he was know. invading the dreams, and it's awesome. He's cutting off his own fingers, and you know, just weird shit, you know, just yeah. Anyway, and then of course later on he becomes fucking awesome <laughs> in Nightmare on Elm Street three. I need to go back and watch that one again. So, it's been it's been a long time since I've seen that. You one. talk about special effects. That, <laughs> that third one, holy shit! See now, now I'm thinking I really need to go back and watch it. Now that you're like the special effects, I'm like, damn, yeah. So, dude, uh, there's, there's a scene where Freddy is like a giant snake, and he eats this chick. Anyway, you, you'd have to go back and see it to be like, wow, they did all that with animatronics. Just that's fucking awesome. It's pretty crazy. But that's the level that it had gotten to. I mean, it it, it was a different time, you know. I wonder if there's any really good documentaries like that on Netflix. I mean, I, have to look good I, I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe not on Netflix, but they'll be out there. Yeah. Well, uh, that kind of leads into our uh, our our topic for tonight. Um, of course, uh, being children of the '80s, uh, 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 most of us, you know, well. Majority of us here uh, watched at least a couple of horror movies here and there, and uh, and and played video games. And of course, back in the day, you know, uh, back in the eighties, we had the the big one was the the NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System. And um, of course, you know, you want to, you know, you, everyone's playing the Nintendo, so you want to try to 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 make movie tie-ins as much as you can. I mean, we still do that with games. Um, it, it seems like they just figured out within the last decade or so how to make a good movie into a game. Um, but uh, there were a lot of horror games. And and believe it or not, there was a Nightmare on Elm Street game on the NES. Uh, you may or may not remember it. Uh, there was a Friday the 13th, Jaws. Um, hmm. Yeah, they turned a lot of these, or at least tried to turn a lot of these horror movies into um, 
into NES games. The problem is, is trying to translate a movie like that into a game doesn't usually come off very well, and you end up getting these games that have nothing to do with the movie. Like, basically, it's... Uh, of course, you're going to be most likely fighting the the main bad guy from the movie, Freddy or Jason or you know whoever. But um, the events in the game really don't match up too closely to the movie. So um, with that thought, I uh, I asked the team to basically come up with. Um, we're going to go back to the days of the NES. So we're talking about old eight school, eight uh, bit you know uh, uh, video games. But to take eight school, modern, did you say eight school? Yes, I was thinking. <laughs> um, and to take modern mo- uh, modern horror movies and turn them into eight bit classic uh, games. Um, so yeah, let's let's see what the group came up with. Would uh, would anyone like to volunteer one first? Sure, I'll go first. All right, Ray, what you got for us? All right, so I'm gonna throw you off a little bit. <clears throat> I'm gonna go with the, a little movie called Frozen. Now, hear me out. It's not the one you think it is. This is 2010. And I don't know if you remember this one, but this is a movie about uh, a group of friends is going skiing and snowboarding. And they get onto the lift for free because the girl, you know, bats her eyes at the, at the guy. And he's like, yeah, okay, you guys can go on. And so they're going up the chairlift and they're having a good time. And they get on one last time and, don't they shut down the park with everybody uh, with just those three left on the chairlift and it's uh it's Sunday and they're going to be reopening on Friday. So they're going to be there the entire time. And uh, so the, the whole movie is about them being on this chairlift freezing to death. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's the movie. Yeah. I just looked it up on IMDb. How are you going to turn this into an eight bit game? What, 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 right. Where are we going with this? So the game is, because of course, like you just said, it doesn't have to do everything with the movie. You are a chairlift operator and uh, you must get the line of people uh, up the hill. So that's what you are. You're the chairlift operator. And think of Tapper, the, the, the game Tapper, mm-hmm. where you got to get the beer across. So that was, that was kind of my thought process behind that one. So now instead of getting the beer across, you're actually throwing the people on the chairs. And then the chairs would take them away. And so you've got these different lines. You've got to run it all, all over the place and get all these people up the, up the ski hill without it shutting down. And if you too many people, people miss it, then the whole thing shuts down. Gotcha. That's an interesting <laughs> way of taking it. I would have never thought about that. That's not a bad one. Good job, sir. Yeah. Uh, Sai, you want to go next? All right. I got an easy one. Uh. This is the Blair Witch Project, okay? Okay. <laughs> uh, it's not real new, but, it, you know. Uh, so, basically, there's three teenagers who venture out in search of a witch named Blair who will grant them magic powers so they can save the forest from the evil loggers. Uh, this is a side-scrolling beat-em-up like Streets of Rage. Okay. Uh, so, basically, like, you're going in circles constantly. Like, you repeat the same level over and over and over and over. Uh, you do have camp, uh, little camping segments like Golden Axe did between levels. Mm-hmm. Not um, bad, okay. <laughs> uh, but basically the game just does not end. And, um, you know, eventually, uh, you know, 
like basically you get one life and you don't get to you don't get any more lives after that so like when when whoever you're playing with you know and it's like four player co-op oh so okay like, so like whoever dies off they just die off but um you can get back into the game if they can find all of the pieces uh the little clue baskets that are left by the Blair Witch for everybody. And then they the Blair Witch will piece you back together and make you magical again. Blair Witch is like the she looks like the good witch from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> so yeah. I figure uh I don't know, what do y'all think? The last boss could be like Donald Trump or something, you know? Like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much all I got on that one. All right, that's a that's an interesting take on it. Um, I went with Twenty Eight Days Later. All right. Um, okay. Yeah. So four weeks after a mysterious, incurable virus spreads to the UK, a handful of survivors survivors try to find sanctuary. It's qualified as a zombie movie, but it's it's that fast running zombie that I don't really think is true zombie. It's more like they're more like rage, rage induced, like beings or whatever. Um, well, obviously, I thought this is going to be a side-scroller, and this is going to be in the vein of Contra. So, um, you know, you're constantly going to have uh, people running after you, and you're just going to have to keep shooting them. You know, you're going to get different weapons. Like I said, basically, we're going to steal the Contra uh, 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 engine, and um, you're going to have dogs running after you because, you know, they can get infected and, and, like, you know, come after you or whatever. Then you have the have the birds that are, like, dropping, you know, blood droplets that, you know, will hurt you or whatever. So, uh, and then, of course, the quote-unquote zombies. But, yeah, we're going to do this in a, in a side-scrolling Contra-like game. Um, so lots of different weapons. Uh, we'll have to figure out some different ones. You know, we have a shotgun, a uh, handgun, probably a rifle. Um but yeah, and, and it's just basically going to be running through these different, um, uh, um, you know, we'll have a city level, then we'll have like a, a countryside level and so on and so forth. And of course the, the end is to try to, to get into the sanctuary, which, you know, you may have to like, you know, uh, uh probably blow down a wall or something or go through a bunch of enemies or something like that. So, um, and then of course, you know, we have some made up, you know, super zombie or whatever that you have to fight at the end of each level, you know, as the boss character. So. Uh, but yeah, I thought we could do twenty eight days later. Twenty eight days later in the style of Contra, so I thought that might work out. I, don't, I think that actually sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, what do you have for us? Um. Okay. So disclaimer: I hate. I do not like horror movies at all, <laughs> and I don't remember the last time I actually watched a real, true horror genre movie they just freaked me out and i also mm-hmm. wasn't a very big gamer when i was a kid like i don't think i got an nes until i was 11 but then my mom's husband at the time played it more than we did <laughs> <laughs> i didn't really get into it till i was probably about 12 or 13 maybe mm-hmm. um but i do watch suspense movies more than horror movies so there's okay. 30 days of night which is mm. um uh, up in the Arctic Circle where the sun goes down and it doesn't come up for like a whole month and this town gets invaded by these uh, vampires and they kind of just take over for 30 days until the sun comes back up. Damn good so, movie, by the way. Yeah, it was, it, but it freaked the crap out of me. Um, so I was going to do that movie in the vein of Space Invaders where you're just trying to shoot down all the vampires. Kind of like... So they come in hordes. Yeah, they come in hordes and you're trying to shoot them all down and 
sort of like that. Nice. <laughs> See, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, those in between levels on Contra where you, it was kind of like behind, not first person, but you know what I'm saying? You're like behind them or whatever, going back and forth. That's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Just, just vampire after vampire. That'd be awesome. Yeah, actually. vampire after vampire is coming at you and you're just trying to shoot them down. That would work. Good yeah. job. Yeah, suspense movies definitely count. I mean, because uh, a lot of times you look up, you know, if it's horror, it can actually fall under suspense, like drama or suspense horror or whatever. So but I can't um, watch like true horror movies. Like I gotcha. can't watch Hostel or The Conjuring or any other. Like, yeah, I don't really watch any of the, um, is it called J-horror movies? I'm not really down with them. And I definitely don't do the torture porn stuff. It just, no, no, no. I find no. it, I find it fascinating that, that, that you don't really watch horror movies. You're like, like a badass chick, and you don't watch horror movies. That's no, you know. I don't like them. I I just think it's it's just not something that entertains She's me. More into the action movies. I like action movies where shit blows up and. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. But, I, like it. but I like it. it it's got a. I, I don't like being scared. You ought to next time you tell somebody you don't like horror movies, you should add this. Just say, "Man, I don't like that pussy shit." Just, just, say, just say it like that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Ray, do you have another one for us? Yeah, so um, the next one I, I have is instead of zombies, uh, or sorry, instead of vampires, we're going with zombies. So World War Z. Good one, okay. Proper pronunciation is World, World War Z. Z. Uh, Whatever, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this one I wanted to do a little bit differently. So I want you to think of Doom. Doom. This, this is a two-player game. Oh, and okay. some of my favorite games when I was a kid, especially arcade games, uh, were where you could drive around. And so one person would be driving, and the other person would, would be shooting. So. Uh, oh, okay. You remember those arcades where the one person would have like the gun, uh, yep, and the other guy would be driving. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I'm thinking is one of those types of games, but in set in a, a Doom esque uh, visual. Uh, and then what it is is the first controller for the NES would be your controller for the vehicle mm-hmm. uh, uh, driving around, and then the the second controller would be the NES gun. And nice. That was oh, the cool. light that's, gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. even think about incorporating the light gun. Oh my so, god, that's so great! By, by the way, the proper name is Zapper. It is the known as the <laughs> Zapper. Yes. I even apologize. In, even in Canada. <laughs> even in Canada. <laughs> yep. Yes, even it was here. still the Zapper. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I thought you know you had to make it a, a two-person game, and uh, and then that way you know you've always got somebody there and shooting away and I thought that would be kind of a cool way of doing it. That sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. I'd play that I would have played the hell out of that. That would have been great. Yeah. It sounds yeah. really good. I well I was trying to think of games that I would actually want to play. So I completely I don't know why. I just did not even cross my mind to use the zapper. I didn't even think about well, it. Well, well you can't really use a, it on an L C D screen anymore. That's you true. Know. That's probably why oh, I discredited it. But can't. I, I thought of somehow Introducing the little dog still, so every time you missed, like the dog would come up and laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> He's like all zombified or something. Yeah. 
he's missing an eyeball. And he's like, <laughs> his head falls off. That would be great. <laughs> All right, so what's the next one you got for us, man? Okay, my next one is The Purge. Okay. Uh, y'all familiar with the movie The Purge? Uh, yep, yeah, they've, done, they've done several of them. And basically it's like one night a year, everybody can... If you're if you're outside, everybody can kill you or whatever. It's like any crime is like uh, for, for you know it's fine or whatever. All right, so the way this works is it's sort of an isometric scrolling game, similar in looks to Paperboy. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, the screen keeps scrolling; it doesn't stop. Uh, while the you're 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 controlling, uh, you know, a dude, whatever. And you have to kill as many people on the street as you can before they can get inside their houses. Um, points are assigned according to how many people you kill and how bad, and this is in quotes, how bad the death is. So you get like 10 points for a regular adult, 20 for an elderly person, 30 <laughs> for like kids on bicycles, and 50 for strollers. Um, you ha- You have to accumulate at least 500 points per level or else the game purges you. Ooh. So it's basically just like uh, that sort of thing. But it's cool because like you kill the kids on their bikes and you can get on the bike and, you, and you're, you know, you have more things you can. And then like in an homage to Paperboy, like you can throw like stuff like uh, Molotov cocktails or whatever and burn people and stuff or, you know, ride past them real fast on the bike and cut their head off. And, I mean, like, brutal, like, you know, horror-style deaths, you know. Yeah, of course, you know. being 8-bit, it'll be like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you explaining it sounds really, like, sounds horrific, but saying I'm picturing it in my head being 8-bit, and it's just, like, funny. Blue, uh, blue, yeah. blue, blue. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Not bad. I can like that. That's not, that's not, that's not a bad idea. It's I hate I hate Paperboy though. Like I'm sure I'd play this game. I'd, <laughs> I would have rented this game, played it a couple of times, and been like, man, I want to play something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's it's, it's like one of those. It's like one of those cheap, like non-licensed Nintendo games that came yeah. with a weird cartridge. You know? Yeah. You're like, what the fuck kind of cartridge is this? It's black, and the things are on the bottom. And one of those tension cartridges. I can't get it out. I can't yeah. get it out of my Nintendo. Uh, the next one I went with was uh, and I have not seen this movie I I just knew that I was going to use it so I actually had to look it up and and get information on it Um, I mean I kind of knew the premise and that is Saw Um, I saw the original I actually enjoyed the original okay um, Did you saw it? <laughs> oh God! Um, I'm, I'm going to do saw, and uh, I thought we would end up doing this like uh, Shadowgate. Dude. So it's going to be kind of text based. Um, you know, you're going to have part of the screen that you can like look around or whatever, and you're going to have all these options like move, talk, pick up, throw, so on and so forth. And uh, it, it's just basically you going through like trying to figure out these puzzles. And trying to get out of these puzzles, and um, uh, you know, using you know, you have to you have to collect different items to get through, and you know, you're you're trying to get out, you know, eventually if you can, but of course, if you don't, uh, if you don't solve the puzzles within enough time, or you know, whatever it is, 
you know, figure out the clever way to get in and out of it. Uh, you know, of course you'll, you'll, you'll die in the game. So, uh, but I figured, yeah, well, if we did saw like Shadowgate, that might, that might work out. So that would work. It's funny. You said that I had one that I wanted to do like Shadowgate also. Okay. If you want, I'll just mention it real quick. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Uh, I won't go into detail on it anyway, cause I actually was going to skip it. Uh, it's par- paranormal activity. Uh, and this is like on going with the theory that the game's nothing like the movie. So right. uh, it's point and click at Shadowgate. You solve a mystery of a ghost that haunts an old mansion. You find a way to either prove that the ghost is real or fake. It stars JJ Walker and Chuck Norris as the ghost. Oh my and God. And then there's tons of FMV from the movie. It's like Sega CD or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> See, I, I I was I thought of doing a game. I was I had an idea for another game, but I I, I wanted to do it more like the Genesis age. And I was like, no, I said Nintendo eight bit, so I, I didn't really go with it. I can't even remember what it was. I may have to. Uh, I oh, I know did. what it was. It was I know what it was. It was. I'll get to it in a minute. And I'll I'll describe it here in a minute. So okay, all right. Uh, Chris, did you have another one or? Yep. Uh, so this is a vintage one. It's the first ever horror thing I ever saw. I was about five. I saw Thriller. Free. Mm-hmm. Robert, the the video thriller? Yeah, the actual video thriller, the whole thing. I was five. I wasn't, it was kind of an accident that I watched it, but anyways, I was five years old and it was scary. So I thought that you could do thriller uh, with all the zombie dancers and stuff as a just dance game using the power pad. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Nicely done. That's was, a really good. Yeah. After Ray brought up the zapper, I thought, is there anything you could do with the power pad? And yeah. You nailed it. That would wow. be great, actually. Why was that not a game? No I mean, joke. Like, why didn't no one figure out to do Because, I mean, it was basically just like track and field games with that thing. Why didn't no yeah, one figure out to do... Yeah. Chris, you're like a genius or something. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> like, you need to go back in time. And... <laughs> <laughs> Invest in Apple while you're back there, by the way. <laughs> This is, it's no, like Quantum Leap. It's like Quantum Leap, but starring Chris. Yeah. <laughs> she she must leap from body to body. I'd probably get myself killed. <laughs> to fix games that went wrong and make them right. Oh dear, no! That would she be hopes that game. every leap might be the leap home. I like how I like how they hit the end of the. Yeah. Anyway, I'm never. I'm a Quantum Leap fan. That's a whole other story, man. <laughs> We're going to do a drill down episode on Quantum Leap. <laughs> oh, dude, I would do it. Uh, no, that that's genius, actually. Because I was like, I was like, oh, 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 seriously, when he brought up the Zaproth, I or anything we could do with the power pad, and I was like, something about running, like, is there a game when you're constantly running? Then I thought, well, what about 28 days later, just running away from zombies? That's boring, though. Your idea of doing Thriller, though, would be phenomenal. Well, because it's got a great soundtrack, and then you can see. You should have worked Rob the Robot into your Saw thing. That that would have been... Oh, my God. You just blew my mind. <laughs> I'm sure we could do that somehow. <laughs> but it wouldn't have to be mandatory Mandatory is the thing, though, because then no one would fucking play it because it's like, well, there's like five of those things sold. No, because you would sell a special one that had the mask on it. Oh, there you go. Wow, yeah. What is, that, what is that character's name? I don't know. It's the puppet. Jigsaw. 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 Yeah, it looks like Jigsaw. Yeah. 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 That's a good idea, actually. 
Wow, y- y'all are blowing my mind. Like I, <laughs> I brought a knife to a gunfight. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ray, do you have another one for us? Yeah, so I've got a really flesh one, uh, flesh one out here, but I, I'm going to go with this other one first because we're since we're talking about accessories. So I'm going to go with Zombie Land, and uh, the reason why I went with this one because I think it fits. So in 1987, they introduced a uh, a game called Leisure Suit Larry, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I thought that Zombie Land played as Leisure Suit Larry would actually be kind of hilarious. So you get your you're playing as the main character, but it's actually not the main character. It's the uh, oh, what's the guy's name? Woody Harrelson. Woody, character? yeah, you're playing Woody Harrelson's character. Uh, um, Tallahassee. Yeah, so you're him, but he's you know because he's got that kind of I don't know swagger, mm-hmm. even yeah. though he, even though he shouldn't. And uh, so you got to walk around and collect stuff and kill zombies as you're going around, making sure that you double tap every one of them. Nice. So yeah, I would have played the hell out of that. That would have been fun. And th- the only key though is that you have to have the Nintendo glove for no reason at all. <laughs> the power glove. <laughs> the power glove. <laughs> the power glove just has to be on. Yes. Because <laughs> what was that thing for? Um, my, my brother had the power glove. Man, Manon had it, and. Uh, so- it was, it was, it was, it was horrible. Bad. Yeah. There was extra inputs though, right? Like there was things that oh, you could it, type in, it, right? Yeah. It, it had on, it, it, it had functionality to do sort of uh touch like uh motion control stuff, but it didn't Punch work. Out. It didn't work properly. No. Uh, and then it had on the, on the glove itself, it had a keypad that had, it had all the inputs of a regular Nintendo control, like yes. deep, D-pad buttons, all the stuff that you normally would have. But then, like you said, it had, I believe, like a full, like, QWERTY keyboard or something like that on there. Yeah, so that's why I was thinking uh, Leisure Suit Larry kind of fit into it because yeah. you could put in all that extra shit there, too. So, anyway. Yeah, he had the Power Glove and I had the U-Force. Oh, my God. You had a U-Force? I had a U-Force. It didn't okay, it did not have a full QWERTY keyboard, but it did have a bunch of extra keys at the top. Okay. See, I, don't, I, I, I barely remember. Never had one. I, yeah, I never had one. Yeah. Good times. Wow. I didn't realize it had receivers and stuff that went to, with it, too. Yeah, it was horrible. It was, yeah. it was huge. It didn't work. It didn't work at all. But it looked awesome, and everybody wanted one after the wizard. Yeah, uh, the the greatest the greatest marketing thing ever made. It, it was eighty dollars, and it wow. that was eighty that was back in the eighty whatever eighty eight or whatever. That's a lot. Yeah, the original NES ran two hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was eighty bucks for the power glove. I still remember that because we we thought about it a lot. Manon had that thing for years and years. I don't, I don't know what happened. I, I think he eventually parted with it, but uh, yeah. Wow. If not, even if it didn't necessarily work, you could probably still get a pretty penny for it on eBay. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't, you, know, yeah. You, know how that all, you know how that goes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that shit you all the shit you threw out because you're like fuck this I don't want I don't even want to look at this again and then you're like what yeah <laughs> years later actually no wait a minute uh well 
uh, poster. No, they're going for about 100 150 So, I mean, it's double the price, but. That's decent. Well, this one, this one's bidding only $31. There's something wrong with it. <laughs> I mean, Untested more, more, more than normal. $18.50. For that amount, I would own it just to like hang it up. Even if it didn't work, I'd just own it to, to like. Where, where did you see that price? I'm looking on it on eBay right now. Is that a bid or is that a buy it now? No, that's a bid. Oh, well, that's not, that doesn't mean anything. The price is going to be much higher than that. So, all right, well, not to keep going on this subject. Cy, si, what's your <laughs> next game? Uh, so my next one's really not that good. It's, uh, I didn't have a lot of detail on it. It's uh, basically, uh, it's Sharknado. Um, oh god! Oh my god! That's awesome. <laughs> the fact that you're doing Sharknado at all is awesome. Uh, it's basically like, do y'all remember Echo the Dolphin? Uh, <laughs> yes, it was a great game. Okay, so imagine Echo the Dolphin, except you're a shark, and yeah. it, it's a 30 plus hour RPG with over 25 characters that spans three generations of sharks. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> You have to save your shark people from the coming tornado that threatens to destroy the coral reef. Uh, you eventually find out that uh, you were actually the cause of all of this when you unknowingly cursed the sharks back when you were a child. And in the end, you have to sacrifice yourself to appease uh, Poseidon, who shows up for no reason. You know what? Yeah, nothing like the movie. Nintendo game. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's like the Nintendo version of Sharknado, yes. So there you go. That's nicely great. done, sir. <laughs> uh, the next movie I came, I used, um, have not seen it. Had to look it up. Had to reference it or whatever. Um, actually, let me pull up the IMDb, IMDb for it because I don't remember. Um, it's called Your Next. It was uh, 2011. Uh, when the Davidson family comes under attack during their wedding anniversary getaway, the gang of mysterious killers soon learns that one of the victims harbors a secret talent for fighting back. So basically it's, you know, the commercials and stuff had all these people walking around with like these weird looking like uh, animal mask or whatever. And they were trying to kill the people inside the house, apparently for no reason, just then to be, you know, vengeful or whatever. And they have to fight back. Um, yeah, we're doing this one like double dragon. Um, <laughs> You're fighting in multiple rooms in the house and then outside, you know, it's a, it's going to be a beat em up. And then of course you can pick up weapons as they drop them. So like an ax or, can or, you know, a baseball bat or something like that. So can you keep the spin kick though? Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. We've got to have the spin kick. <laughs> so hit both buttons together and, and get the spin kick going. Yeah. So, um, and you know, you, you know, there'll be, there'll be lots of action on screen with, you know, all, I think five characters at once, you know, three enemies and, and, and two players. So uh, <laughs> it's really uh, system down. That's yeah. So yeah, you'll get, you're going to get a lot of, uh, a lot flicker, of, uh, flicker, slow down. a lot of slowdown. So, but it'll be, <laughs> it'll be awesome looking. So it's totally worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, did you have another one? Yeah. Uh, I've actually seen this one. Bride of Chucky. Oh, okay. Bride of Chucky. Anything. Uh, I thought could be put into a bubble bobble sort of scenario. So instead of the twins, you have Chucky and and his bride. And each level, you're, you know, you have a toy gun and you're trying to, it's the bubbles. It's just like knives and crap coming out. 
and you're trying to shoot all the and kill all the humans each level and you get extra points for killing the kids and you know that kind of thing <laughs> that's actually not bad like that's I, I love bubble bobble when i was a kid so <laughs> now i'm massacring it by putting bride of chucky into it <laughs> and that's exactly what they would have done too they would have yeah and had a great time and had weird doll sex Chucky was, I mean, granted, Bride of Chucky was much later, but Chucky was out during that time period, during the NES, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Why did yeah, we never was, get a Chucky game? I, I, don't, I was wondering that. Not that I'm aware of. I never saw Chucky. I just saw, I've only seen Bride of Chucky. Well, I think Chucky was legitimately scary for children. Like, Nintendo was probably like, uh, nope. Really? And, and, and Friday the 13th and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street weren't? Well... I don't know. Did they have dolls, possessed dolls? Did they? I don't know. <laughs> no, but they had they had everyone else getting killed multiple different ways. Child's play was was uh, controversial. I don't know, man. Like, we're going back to the mid-80s here. Yeah. Like, I just remember that a lot of people were bothered by the imagery of a little kid. You know, a doll, but a little kid murdering people. You know, like when that thing happened on that uh, pet cemetery, the same mm-hmm. thing. Like, everybody freaked out about that. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. People were very sensitive back then. True. Very true. Um, right, what's your next one? Okay, so I've only got two left. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to save my fleshed one out uh, for later. So, this next one is Cabin in the Woods. Now, there's a specific scene in Cabin in the Woods where you they're kind of like a control center. I haven't actually seen Cabin in the Woods, but I know that there's a specific scene where there's like a control center and they have different monsters in the background. So what I wanted to do was Cabin in the Woods as Mega Man style. And so you're a Mega Man or you're, you're one of the heroes and you're taking on all these different hero, villains and you every time you beat one of them, you get a power from them. So I haven't fleshed this one out, but like, say for Freddy, you could go and vanish and, and then appear behind somebody uh, or one of the other people, something like that. I don't know. But yeah. That's actually a really good way to do it. That was actually my next movie as well. And this is the one that I had a different spin on it. I like doing it because that's the way to do it, to do it 8-bit. The way I thought about doing it, and like I said, this is where I was going to kind of cheat a little bit, is I was going to do it like Night Trap, and you were playing as the people uh, trying to kill the kids, okay. uh, the teenagers. Yeah. So you're literally going from camera to camera, like activating uh, these traps or whatever, and you know trying to trying to kill off the players or whatever, and unleashing the different monsters and this, that, and the other. So I figured it would be done like not like I said. I know it's kind of cheating. I said eight bit, but. Um, Mega Man would definitely be the way to do that 8-bit, but if we're if we're allowed to fudge it a little bit, I thought doing it like Night Trap would work really well. By the way, really good movie. Not Like I said, I'm not a horror person, but I just heard so much good stuff about it, and Shoss Whedon, I thought, all right, I'm going to give it a shot, and really enjoyed it. So, Yeah, I'll have to check out. I, it's one that's on my list of I will watch eventually. Right. But, uh, just not one I have done yet. Gotcha. All right, so what's your next one? Okay, I got two left. I'm just going to go through them both real quick. Um, okay. Real fast, the last one in the 8-bit era would be Hellraiser. Okay. And it's a puzzle game. 
And, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> the whole point is you have to try to solve the the box puzzle. It's like a, you know, each side of the box is like a puzzle, and like you flip, it's all shitty looking. It doesn't look good. It's not like right. it would, it would look, you know, like every page. It's like the screen is like a side of the box, and then you push to the right side or whatever, you go to the next side of the box or whatever, next side. So you have all the sides of the box available to you at any given moment. But, um, like, what will happen is, like, one puzzle piece will flash one color, and then it'll be another color somewhere else, and you have to – it'll be like a memory game. You have to match the the colors to the other colors and things like that. So as you're going from page to page, you have to remember which side was the green one on, which side was the – you know, yellow one on or whatever, you know, and mm-hmm. go find them. And then, you know, once you solve the puzzle, you know, then, you know, Pinhead comes out and, you know, takes you to hell. So it's really, you can't win. Even if you win, you don't, you don't win. So it's kind of a depressing game if you really kind of think about it. Uh, the That's other one. Bad, though. I like that. It's a good idea. <laughs> good, the other one I have is super simple and it's actually retro. It's actually retro. Uh, to even Nintendo. This is an Atari 2600 game. Okay? okay. And it's The Shining. Okay. Oh. Okay. It's a, <laughs> it's a Pac-Man clone. And <laughs> you're in a green maze and you're chasing a pink blob and a blue, bob, blue blob. And you have to catch them before the time runs out, otherwise you freeze. <laughs> <laughs> it would, you it would pro- <laughs> and and just to like add on to it I, I would have like an ad campaign sponsored by Bacardi Red so it would be Red oh Lord. <laughs> yeah I mean you could get away with it on the uh, 2600 that's exactly right there you go you get away with that on the 2600 nicely done very good All right. sir alright um I've got a few more. I'll just kind of go with my next one. Um, the Mist. Um, also really enjoyed this movie, except to the very end, because uh, I'm just like, really? But um, The Mist, I figured we'd do it in the style of Legend of Zelda. Uh, so you're moving from one location to another. You have to shoot monsters. You have to collect items. Uh, and you're just trying to make your way out of The Mist, uh, you know, saving as many people as you can. And, of course, you know, there's different monsters and stuff. Um the different uh, buildings you have to go in are kind of like the different dungeons. And, uh, of course, it keeps getting harder and harder. And then the monsters keep getting larger. There's different types of monsters. There's flying monsters, so on and so forth, uh, just like there was in the movie. So, um, yeah, I figure uh, – I was trying to figure out – you know, I thought about maybe doing it like in the style of, of Contra again, but I thought, no, let's do something a little different. And I thought, oh, Legend of Zelda, because, I mean, they're literally going from building to building trying to, like, find supplies and, and, and everything and uh, – uh, um, I just I I kind of thought that would fit. So, um, yeah. yeah, do the mist like the Legend of Zelda, and then of course you know you have this really crappy looking eight bit gray mist over everything that uh, makes it kind of hard to see. <laughs> so, I even thought I even thought about doing is just a full on RPG, and uh, so as you're going, you know, randomly you have the random encounters come up, <laughs> almost like Final Fantasy. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I decided to go with Legend of Zelda. So, thanks, uh, Chris. Do you have any any more? Any other ones? I only have 
have one more. All right. Okay, so the Blair Witch Project. Okay. Um, in a Dr. Mario style. So you have all the little <laughs> stick bundles that they find. You have to match them in a certain amount of time. If you don't, you build them all up, you die. And then it's like the people who are making the film throw down the little bundles. And, and so I thought it was Blair Witch. <laughs> I loved that game, so, uh, Dr. Mario. Nice. I spent a lot of time playing it, so... All I could think of with Blair Witch was those little stupid stick bundles they found. <laughs> I like that. You could have stick bundles and you could have... Uh, uh, them and, and then oh, the, you know what? Uh, the piles of rocks. Pile of rocks. Yeah. Didn't they have a commercial where he was like, I saw the witch doctor and this is what he said. Wasn't that for like I don't Dr. Know. Marley? I think so, yeah. Remember that? See, I don't. I don't remember that one. I remember the one that went, um, "Call the doctor, Mario. Oh, he's got the cue." Yeah, exactly. Awesome, Ray. You said you had one more, right? Yeah. So this is this is my last one. Okay. This is the last one. Yes. This is mine. Uh, so, I didn't stick with the movie at all. I, I went with Treehouse of Horrors for The Simpsons. Oh, okay. okay, that works. Terrors, yep. So, Treehouse of Terrors. Uh, no, it's Horrors. Treehouse of Horrors, yeah. Um, so, anyway, I, I'm i using Zelda in this one as well. Legend okay. of Zelda. But... Um, so your magic items that you pick up, so you, I, have to, I haven't figured them all out yet, but you've got cherry bombs, mm-hmm. slingshot. Um, you, you can throw Millhouse out like a boomerang. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. And every time you go down to the cave and you find the weird guy, the weird guy's just a poo standing there for no reason. So he's mm-hmm. the one that sells you all this stuff because <laughs> uh-huh. you know, it's Mart, right? So, so you, you run around Springfield. And you're trying to find different arcade uh, rooms. And each room will actually represent one of the one of the um, stories from the Treehouse of Horrors. Nice. So I went through and I picked nine of them. So uh, the, the first one was WizKids. And you'd have to, the main boss was uh, the half frog, half guy thing that Bart creates. Where he's puking all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then the next one uh, uh, was Bad Dream House. And the final one was just the Red Room that Todd's talking about. Red Room, Red Room. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bart's Nightmare would be the third one. And um, Homer in the Jack in the Box would be the, the boss in that one. Uh, oh, yeah. Island of Dr. Hibbert is number four. And I picked uh, the comic book guy as the Ram. <laughs> okay. Uh, number five is Fly versus Fly, and you have to uh, fight the fly with uh, Bart's body. So the fly head with Bart's body. Uh, number six is Terror at five and a half feet, and you got to defeat the gremlin that's trying to beat the bus up. One of my all-time favorite episodes. I love that one. Um. And then, of course, as you're running around between all of these, uh, you have Snake's hair trying to chase you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got uh, just little devil goblins that are always on the show. 
And then you also have Kang and uh, Kudo uh, ch chasing you around as well. Maybe some crusty dolls just chasing you uh, that are set on evil, of course. Of course. Uh, and then so the eighth one that I picked here. Or, hang on a second. Um, sorry, number seven is Send in the Clones. So the final boss there is just a bunch of homers walking around. Uh, number eight is King Homer, and you got to beat King Homer. And then the ninth one that I picked was um, Time and Punishment, where Homer goes obviously back in time with the toaster. Uh, and then you have to beat the dinosaur uh, from, from that one. So, yeah, that was, that was kind of the one that I... Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of what else he could use other than a slingshot and cherry bombs or millhouse. That pretty much covers it. I mean, you, you oh, might you know what use he, the uh, like a a, um, a yo yo as like a um, as the uh, oh as um, the yeah yeah yo yo that to would like work. pull you across canyons and stuff like that. You yeah. could like you could like shake up the cans of beer, you know, and throw them like grenades or something. Uh, spray paint too. That would have been spray oh, yeah, paint. Spray paint. I was yeah. hoping you were going to say the final episode was going to be um, Bart Simpson's Dracula. I, you oh, know what? that one was a good one. <gasps> <They were> so <gasps> super funny. fun, heavy, uh, super fun, heavy slide. Yeah. <laughs> so that, and and if I had more time, I would have gone into this. That was just the first. You remember how in Legend of Zelda there was like the first map and there was right. The map? So in the second map, that's definitely gonna make it. Oh, nice. And yeah. So you'd have to go through a, a bunch of more. Yeah. Well, well, if it isn't little. Boy, <laughs> God, I love that episode. Um, awesome, nicely done, sir. Um, I have four left. Three of them aren't very fleshed out; they're just kind of throw together. Uh, but the last one that I had that I kind of planned out was uh, the Descent. Um, it's a basically the movie is a bunch of the first half of the movie. I understand is the good part. The second half is meh. Um, but it's it's a it's a team of of uh, of uh, young ladies that end up going on this spelunking tour. And it's like, it basically plays on, you know, being, you know, in pitch darkness and claustrophobia and everything being really uh, tight and like, you know, you can't breathe, you can't move. Uh, so we're doing that in the, uh, the, um, the idea of Metroid. So, you know, the mm. majority of the screen is going to be black. Um, and like, you know, you can just kind of see the, you can see the walls, uh, you know, either in front of you or behind, you know, up and, you know, below, uh, above and below you. Um, and it's, most of it's going to be just like going around collecting items or whatever. And, you know, you think you see something, you switch back. Oh, and then the other thing is, is you can only see whichever way you're facing. So like you have a light and you can only see what's in front of you. You can't see what's behind you. Um, so I thought that that might kind of work out. So, uh, the other three that I threw together very quickly are the movies that, um, are, Technically, they're horror, but they're kind of. Um, I don't really. I don't consider them being horror exactly. Um, uh, Cloverfield, uh, and this definitely has to be yet another Contra clone. Um, mm. Running around shooting aliens constantly, um, and then uh, I said Shaun of the Dead because you know I watched it again last night because I love that movie. Uh, and just to totally, you know, go off the rails, we're going to do this straight up, doc, you know, like Mario. It's going to be a platformer. So you're literally going to be Sean running around and second player will be, uh, will be Ed. And, um, uh, you're literally going to be running around and like, you know, you jump on the zombie's head to, to, uh, 
you know, to knock him out or whatever. So, um, um, and then the final one I said would be, um, attack the block. And I do it pretty much exactly the same way. It'd be another, it'd be another platformer. So also a really good movie. So nice. But yeah, so those are the ones that I ran through. Um, yeah, I just thought this was a fun idea. Like I said, the, um, uh, the, I, I, now granted, uh, I have played some really good, um, movie to game, um, adaptations. There are a lot of crappy ones out there still, of course, but there are some decent ones out there. Uh, and I actually reviewed several of them on the previous site. But, um, yeah, just the idea of, of, um, I, I've been messing around with these emulators and, um, uh, uh, I pulled up like, uh, uh, the, Nightmare on Elm Street and the uh, um, Friday the 13th, and you start playing them and you're just like, this has nothing to do with this movie. Absolutely nothing. Yep. So uh, I thought that would be fun. So uh, let's go move on to our picks and pans for the week. Uh, anyone like to go first? How many of us are going to have the same pick, I wonder? Are we going to have the same pick? You I- I'm not, no. Okay. Yeah, mine's something completely different. Well, well I-, I picked the NHL's back. Oh, All right, really? Yay, hockey. <laughs> Canada has something to do. Yay! <laughs> I can watch my hockey again. Yay! Good deal. <laughs> National relevance. <laughs> well, good deal. I'm glad. Glad. Glad your. Uh, glad your. Uh, your sports ball came back. Even though is it sports puck? Is it technically sports puck? Anyway. Yeah. 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 That's okay. So. Good deal. Oh, so. I, what what is your pick for the week? Because I, I already know what it is, but what is your pick for the week? Well, my pick is obviously the reveal of the Nintendo Switch. Yay! Uh, finally, we find out what's up with Nintendo, and it turns out the rumors were basically true. Um, they thought it was going to be this hybrid console and you know portable and home console in one. Turns out that's true. We still don't know. Uh, everything. There's still a lot we don't know, but we do know now what it looks like and how it will work. And, uh, so there's much, uh, different opinions about that, but I'm very happy about it. And of course, very much looking forward to the day one purchase, which I will be making. So very, very happy. And, uh, I'm glad to hear other people interested in it that, that missed out on consoles for a while that are like, Hey, I'm interested in this. I'm like, good. So correct me if I'm wrong. Each controller can become a player one and player two controller as well. Okay, Is that uh, what like? that's what it looks like. Right, you've got your tablet, which is where all the beef of everything is. Yeah, and then you have these two detachable controllers that go on the left and right side. Those two controllers uh, can function as a, like one regular controller like yep. a normal type control with two analog sticks and all the buttons and a full functionality and everything. Yep. Um, they can do that attached or separated, or some games will let you use each of those as separate controls. Like they showed off Mario Kart uh, yeah. and some something else where people were playing. Each took one of those, and then they became uh, – you immediately had two-player support built into your system, which – to me, I don't. I think people greatly mit, like are misjudging and underestimating how valuable that's going to be to have well, two two player local support for games available like that. I'm thinking it's awesome because you know that's something that I could do with Quinn and Logan for sure, where we could just be you know 
waiting for a movie to start or whatever. And, exactly. The, the family yeah. aspect of this, like I told Cy before, before the show, um, yeah, like my, my any thoughts that I had about buying, uh, you know, I still really haven't introduced my boys into video games, but when I do, like we start getting into it, like my, any thoughts I had for a PlayStation Four or an Xbox One are gone because yeah, uh, completely, can, completely we can play this in the living room and like okay, well we don't want to, we you know we want mommy and daddy want to watch something else, take it to your bedroom and they can take it to the bedroom or and they can take it in the car and do like you said one one gets half the controller the one gets the other half and they can play a game together or yep. yeah. yeah I could talk I could talk for an hour and I I have and you have you went for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and you Game rambling. Uh, yeah, so, no, definitely a good pick. So, uh, Chris, what's your pick or pain for the week? Well, I stole mine, so I... <laughs> <laughs> Liar. I actually had no idea what you guys were talking about on the back channel thread. I was like, oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> messages later. <laughs> It, it was kind of cute. She was like, "What the hell's the switch?" I'm like, I don't know. Don't worry about it. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> You're gonna love it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, yeah, we just—I don't know. T- today we had a really great day. We went to, uh, we slept in a little bit, and that was nice. And we went to my in-laws, and we hung out with them. We went for a really great long walk. It was like, I don't know, like almost two hours, and we walked to the other but we went and saw your aunt walked to her yep. place walked back had a fantastic gut-filling dinner had cheesecake which is always fantastic mm, and, and then we came home and now we're sitting by the fire and it's nice it was a good day awesome very awesome yeah. um, oh, well, y'all y'all have like a uh, one of those lives that's like hard to believe it's real. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Laney's gone about this extensively. <laughs> like nobody, nobody believes you. Like y'all, probably, y'all probably live in like New Jersey or some shit. Yeah. They make up all this shit. <laughs> as, as they get off, their accents like kick in. Hey, hey. from New York, okay. No, hey. no, I know. I'm not trying to do a uh, New York accent. Like, hurry up, Chris. The fucking show took forever. <laughs> we got to get down to the pier, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> um, man, Uncle Vito said. Yeah. Uncle Vito said. Oh yeah, we're not even married. No, no yeah. Chris, Chris lives in Los uh, Los Angeles. Oh, I do. Oh, that's it, fun. And I'm over in New York, and it's we pretend that we're on the same computer. Yes. Yeah. Chris, Chris is a little too pale to be from Los Angeles. I'm sorry. I am. I burn. I'm too Scottish to live in Los Angeles. Okay, so I'm from Los Angeles. I, I'm <laughs> gotta flip it around there. Well, Seattle. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, my pick is both my pick and pan for the week. Um. We have we have mentioned uh, a couple of people on this show have mentioned um, um, d- disdain for certain things from um, screen junkies online. Um, oh boy! For the most part, not a huge fan of everything they do. Uh, the one thing that the one thing that stands out that I do really enjoy though is the honest trailers. Um, and this week's honest trailers was for the new Ghostbusters movie. Um, my my pick is that. They were at least smart enough 
ahead of time and turned off the comments. Yeah. Which ah. I'm like, like they even mentioned it in the video. They're like, we're look, look, we're turning off comments on this because we already know what it's going to be like. Yep. Yeah. My pan is that they're like, they already knew what was going to happen, but you went ahead and did the trailer anyway. Um, and I mean, yes, I, you know, granted, you know, I kind of have, you know, an interesting tie to this movie, but you know, I can also sit back and, and look at it and be like, yeah, th- you know, there were some valid points. And of course some of the points aren't valid. Um, but they're funny. So whatever, you know, um, cause I mean, they've done honest trailers on, on, you know, actually good movies and, you know, they still kind of, you know, they, they, they rip them apart as best they can. They try to find what old things they can to, to needle them on or whatever. So, um, but even in the, even in their honest trailer, they go back and forth between saying it's either a bad movie or it wasn't that bad. And I'm just like, well, you're kind of flip flopping on it, whatever. Um, but, um, my, uh, my, my, my real pan is the fact that, uh, I found out about it. Granted, you know, I'm, I see it whenever it comes across my subscriptions on YouTube, but I first saw it because it was a trending thing on Facebook. And I made the mistake of, of course, clicking on it and seeing what some of the posts were. And it was just post after post after post of people saying, this is exactly why I didn't watch this movie. It's the worst fucking movie ever. It's just garbage, blah, blah, blah. And it's not because I hate women, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, number one, you don't get to say it was the worst movie ever because it wasn't the worst movie ever. There's, there are far worse movies out there I can think of. Oh, yeah. um, but number two, if you didn't bother seeing it, you don't have an opinion that matters. That's but right. that's just me. Um, because if I said, you know, if so-and-so was the worst movie ever and you thought, well, why did you not like it? And I said, well, I didn't see it. You'd probably be like, well, fuck you. Um, I know I would. Um, but, yeah, it's just like I said, it's like if you, did, if you watch the movie and genuinely did not like it, that's fine. That's okay. Not everyone has to like the same movies, but my God, why do we have to, why do we have to see stuff and make a snap decision on it and then decide it? Like, you know, we've had this conversation before, especially Sai and I, that everything either has to be the best thing in the world or the worst thing in the world. Like nothing can be middle of the road anymore. Um, and like, you know, Sai was posting, he was saying the same thing about the new Nintendo. I'm like, who the hell is hating on the new Nintendo? No one's even got their fucking hands on it yet. Like, it's Ugh, the thing to do right now. Yeah, apparently it's the thing to do. So, yeah. but whatever. So that's my pick and pan for the week. Like I said, if uh, you know, it is funny to watch, but you know, it's it, it it's also meant for you know, it's meant to be humorous and and everything else. So you t- take it with a grain of salt, like you do any other movie that you may enjoy. So, um, but yeah. Uh, as always, you can find the site on epicallygeeky.com. Uh, you can listen to the show on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, and um, Google Music. If you would, please, um, especially if you listen to it on iTunes, go leave us a five-star review. There's a place there to leave, you know, to say something about the show. Uh, just say anything. Say what your favorite episode was. Say, um, Tell us, you know, if you came up with a, a, a horror movie that you think would be an awesome 8-bit translation, you know, just post it there. So... Uh, but yeah, we'd like to see some more, uh, reviews and, and hopefully five star ratings. I'll even take a four star at this point. Uh, you know, just kind of helps get that, gets our name out there. So, and then of course you can find the site on, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Where can we find you on the internet, Cyrus Martin? Uh, well, you can find me at videogamevirus.com or on YouTube. And next weekend, you can find me 
here at epiclygeeky.com for a live show. Yes. Our live Halloween show I'll be hosting, and we'll have a chat room. It's going to be fun. Uh, show up. We're going to do it at, what, 9 o'clock Central Time? Is that what we're going to do? Or uh, You're running the show. Whatever you want to do, man. All right. We'll go for 9 o'clock Central Time uh, next Saturday live. And, Should be uh, fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. I, I do live stuff all the time. But I, I haven't done it for this yet, so this will be cool. Yeah, we're uh, we're actually looking at possibly starting to do the show live. Uh, still, still talking about that, but you know, one of the things that's changing, so uh, are are possibly changing, but uh, more to come on that. So, Chris, where can we find you online? On Instagram at Lake Life Mama. Awesome, uh, Ray. Where can we find you? Uh, again, best place is on Instagram, uh, Lake Life Artist, and I promise some stuff's coming soon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Right awesome. Right uh, <laughs> the uh, before I before I uh, go into uh, my information, I just wanted to say uh, there are some changes coming to the site. Um, uh, um, I have started kind of posting a little bit here and there about those things. Um, not going to go into too much detail until they actually arrive. Um, but within the next couple of weeks, you should start seeing some new content coming on the website. Uh, the only real hint I'll give you is that uh, make sure to listen all the way till the end of this episode and uh, should give you a good idea of as, uh, what's going to be happening over here at uh, epiclygeeky.com. As always, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Optimus Gene. You can find my wacky adventures over there. For everyone on the site, have a good night. has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 